podcast. Podcast. Hello and welcome to Pumping Up the Podcast. I'm your host, Elise Eldridge, and today we're going to be breaking down Season 2, Episode 8 of Hannah Montana. It's called Take This Job and Love It. And I am joined once more by my friend Alana Feynman. Hi, Alana. Hello. I'm back. I'm back, baby. Yeah. (laughs) Good to have you back. So this episode, going in, I was like, I don't remember this at all. And I was like, I wonder if I'll remember any of it as it goes on. And I did not. Really? Yeah. I don't know if I had seen this one. I I mean, it like really, there weren't any moments where I was like, oh, at least I remember that line. I felt that way until we got to the dog whisperer part because oh god, even as a small child, I always retain whenever there's an animal actor on stage, particularly <laughs> a very good dog, and this was an excellent dog. So it was a good dog. I didn't care for the context, but yeah, <laughs> but I did remember it clearly. <laughs> yeah. So this episode is technically a crossover with the show Corey in the House. Except, like, none of the actual main characters are in it. It's, like, the side (laughs) characters. It has the president and the president's daughter, who's played by Madison Pettis, who was, like, in a ton of stuff at the time. She was in that movie with, like... Was it with The Rock or was it with Vin Diesel? It could have been either. It was either... It must have been The Rock, right? It must have been The Rock. I think you're probably right. When but... she was in a bunch of things, he was also in like a bunch of things. Yes. So there's, and then there's like a secret agent. Well, not secret agent, <laughs> secret service. <laughs> a secret <laughs> service agent. <laughs> and <There's> a <laughs> I could have sworn that this secret service agent was like a regular on Corey in the house, but apparently he was only in this episode of Hannah Montana. He wasn't like on Corey in the house. That's hilarious because he seemed to be like a very good employee. He seemed like a good regular one to have on the rotation. I really thought, and maybe I should have done more Corey in the house research before sitting down to record today. Uh, but I really thought that, one of the secret service agents was like a main character and maybe it is. And maybe they just had somebody else play him for this episode of Hannah Montana because I went to this guy's IMDb page and Corey in the house was nowhere to be seen. Really? Mm -hmm. Okay. I should, I should watch Corey in the house. That's what I should do. (laughs) You know, I, I haven't seen a lot of Corey in the house. I've maybe seen like, cause I, when I looked it up, they only had like 40 episodes or something. Like it wasn't very much. Um, And I I feel like I've seen, like, a decent handful, but, like, no more than, like, that. Yeah. I'm, like, I wouldn't be able to tell you anything that happened. Like, I don't know any no. plot line. <laughs> but I remember the president. Yeah, the, the things that I remember about Corey in the House, I mean, it's, like, entirely the theme song for me. Like, I, I really love the theme song to Corey in the House. It's a party every week, baby. Yeah. <laughs> and at the end where he goes, I'm your man. <laughs> <laughs> but Corey and his dad, who's also Raven's dad, were not in this episode at all. They stayed home. They weren't going to the Hannah Montana concert. The president was like, I don't need your food when I'm on the road or whatever. Yeah, I guess Victor just got the week off. 
or whatever. I guess, yeah. Um, but I, <laughs> while we're on the subject of Corey in the house, um, <laughs> did you ever see that thing? It was like on, it like made the rounds on Tumblr, like, like I don't know, like five years ago or something. Probably more than five years ago. But somebody had like been on Pornhub and was like watching a video on Pornhub and in the middle for no reason it cuts from the porn to the Cory in the house intro and then just goes back with no explanation. <laughs> and I looked it up and it was like real. <laughs> like somebody had actually done that. Oh, that person I wasn't able to find it again yesterday when I was thinking about this, but I wanted to I wanted to put it out there. Does anyone else remember that? <laughs> oh, my God. Give that editor a medal. <laughs> I wish I remembered that. Yeah, it's, like, the main thing I associate with Corey in the house now. The side, like, the theme song and that use of the theme song. Oh, my God. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, incredible. So, I mean... That, those were all of my pre-episode thoughts. That's what I had in my like little notes section. I like, did a little ramble about the Cory in the House theme song before starting the episode. So the episode itself starts with Hannah, who has just finished, I assumed, a dance rehearsal. And they're like, they're like, we, wow, can't believe that we're going to be performing for the president. Which... Made me think that it was going to be a similar situation to when, like, she met the queen. That yeah. was not what this situation was. Yeah. Where it wasn't just that he was at a concert, you know? Yeah. What it ended up being, it seemed like. Yeah, and we can talk about that further uh, when we actually get to that part. But, uh, <laughs> but so one of the dancers, like grabs hannah and is like it's so exciting and she pretends to be like disgusted by it and to be honest i would also like like if i were in her position i would be a little weirded out by like this guy just like grabbing me and shaking me especially if i'm like 14 or 15 so and then so this boy jeremy that's the dancer who grabs her he asks her to go to a movie with him and i'm like okay hold on a second (laughs) because Jeremy is a professional dancer. Yeah. And I have to assume he's not a professional dancer and a high school student. (laughs) He's not living his like Hannah Montana career where like he's secretly a professional dancer, but he's actually a normal high school boy. Like that's not what's happening here. Right. Like he has to be like significantly older than Miley. Right. Either older or just, like, you know, a a working child performer. I feel like you don't hear much about, like, the child performers that are just backup dancers for actual child stars. I feel like it's normally just adults. (laughs) Yeah, his parents would have to be nearby. Like, he probably wouldn't be able to be there alone, like, if he were truly, like, an underage professional. (laughs) Yeah, and so that's my point, is, like... And also he looks older than like the boys that she usually is flirting with. And when I looked him up on IMDb, he was born in 1984. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) And Miley Cyrus was like born in what, 92? Yeah, that's, that's no good. That's unacceptable is what it is. (laughs) That's a no. (laughs) So, So with all of this at the forefront of my mind, the next thing that happens is Roxy's like, well, I'll go to the movie with you, which like, duh, because you're her bodyguard 
And he asked out Hannah, not Miley. But I'm also like, yeah, Roxy, keep an eye on this older boy (laughs) who's like a grown man asking out a high schooler, a high school freshman, no less. I cannot believe that I did not clock any of that. I just assumed that he was also a child like her and was like, sounds good. (laughs) I was like, absolutely not. (laughs) No, that's good. Thank you for looking out for Miley. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And like Roxy's like painted as being in the wrong for most of this episode. And I'm like, I don't think she is like, (laughs) like, okay. The, the obvious answer is that they needed to compromise because Roxy goes to ham all the time. And like, that's, that's fair. And that's valid to say, however, to insinuate that Hannah Montana, who was always being mobbed by people wherever she goes, and who is going out on a date with someone who doesn't know her secret, and that person is significantly older than her, yeah, the bodyguard should fucking be there at the movie theater. Right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, 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 I'm with you now. Like, yeah, we've, we've got it all established here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry that I was not there for Miley. I was just like, gosh, she's just hanging out with a nice boy. Except no. <laughs> Yeah, so you texted me while you were watching this episode and we're like, what is the deal with Hannah going out on dates as opposed to Miley going out on dates? Which is something that was a big deal for me as well. Yeah. Where it's like, I mean, it's going to be complicated no matter what. However, it's definitely less complicated when it's like a boy in Miley's class asking her out as opposed to someone that only knows Hannah Montana asking out Hannah Montana. And we're about to get into that further because next week is Aki Jakey Heart, part one, uh, <laughs> which is like kind of reckoning with that existential thing that Miley has to deal with. Um, but, <laughs> right. But in this particular case, like... Like, there are probably, we're, we have been led to believe that when Hannah Montana goes places, there is paparazzi and there are fans taking pictures. And, like, what would they, like, I, I just have to assume that it would be very difficult for her to just go to the movies with her dancer. Exactly, yeah. But, yeah, does, does Miley Stewart become the secret? to this guy like is the new secret like I have to go to high school you know (laughs) (laughs) what if he's like so you're in high school right where do you go to school she's like uh (laughs) my daddy teaches me (laughs) yeah right like I have these like friends named Lily and Oliver (laughs) (laughs) no one can know (laughs) yeah you know Lola that's not her real hair um (laughs) I know, shocking. <laughs> Rock. Uh, anyway, the point is, <laughs> Hannah and this boy Jeremy, who is not a boy, who's clearly a grown ass adult. Well, probably still a teenager, but like, but like, probably of legal age. Like, he can probably get married legally, and like, <laughs> you probably like vote. You probably yeah. voted for this president. <laughs> it's probably yeah, like, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I was kind of hoping that the way Miley would learn her lesson is that this because the way they set it up and is that all boys are kind of devious and they'll say anything or do anything to get the attention of a girl that they're into, which we see with Jackson in this episode. 
And Robbie Ray and Roxy keep insisting that that is the case and that it will still be the case for this dancer boy. And so I was expecting Miley to figure out that they were right by this boy turning out to have bad intentions or to like not be who he says he is or something, which Miley should know that boys will do that in this universe because like, look at the like eight year old that dated her or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, remember that Miley? <laughs> she dated a toddler. Yeah. <laughs> but so I, I thought that that was where this was going to go, that he was going to like make her uncomfortable in some way. And Roxy was going to, like, save her. And Miley was going to be like, you were right, Roxy. That is not what happens. <laughs> this was another, like, this was an episode written by a man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the problem so, isn't the boy, it's the parents, right? <laughs> it's because your parents yeah. love you too much. <laughs> <laughs> Your parents are in the wrong for not letting you date a 19-year-old boy. <laughs> it's totally okay to do that. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I do want to mention, so they they go on this movie date. We don't actually see it. We only hear about it. Um, although it seems like that scene would be rife for Disney Channel comedy. So I don't know why they didn't actually do that scene instead of just telling us about it. But so they go see a movie and Roxy specifically said that she wanted to see a movie where Tay Diggs takes his shirt off. And I was like, that seems kind of a narrow scope. It's not like Tay Diggs is in like tons of movies. Yeah, that was also a question, which is like, what, what movie is that? <laughs> and I watch it. <laughs> so they do end up going to a Tay Diggs movie, which is like very lucky that there was one currently yeah. playing. Roxy... Uh, Roxy drops her off at home and then leaves. And I, she, cause the next day they're meeting the president and Roxy says she needs to go home and find her bulletproof pantyhose, which I loved that line so much. Like it doesn't make any sense. And I love it so much. It's all part of the bulletproof look, you know? Yeah. I, I'm like, what, what would they have to be made out of? For them to be stretchy like pantyhose, but bulletproof. See, let's let's dive into that. <laughs> okay. Let's brainstorm. <laughs> I'm thinking like chainmail, right? Like, <laughs> but like <laughs> with a little bit of flexibility, but still bulletproof. I I don't think chainmail is flexible enough to be pantyhose. <laughs> that is some like Wakandan like seriously shit. <laughs> yes yes it's like very finely woven vibranium <laughs> fibers <laughs> with a little bit of elastic right at the waist <laughs> <laughs> this was the opening for the Marvel crossover <laughs> <laughs> the HMU is the MCU <laughs> Marvel Phase 4? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, they are putting out, like, another Black Panther movie next year. What if Roxy is in it? She's like, I'm like a puma. I'm the Black Puma. <laughs> <laughs> 
Wow, that was so forward thinking of Disney and Marvel. Before that like partnership even went through, they were thinking about it. They were laying the ground. Oh my god. <laughs> I am I'm now so stuck on the idea of Black Panther 2 Black Puma and it's starring Roxy in her vibranium pantyhose. I just I needed to turn this into the Hannah Montana conspiracy hour. <laughs> So I made one up. <laughs> oh my god. That's really good though. Blown um, it open. <laughs> oh, somebody make um a like a fake trailer for Black Panther 2, but it's like Roxy like suiting up. <laughs> Look, I'll pay you money to make that. If anyone's listening. I'll pay you like 20 bucks to make that for me. (laughs) (laughs) I'll compensate your time and effort. (laughs) So on their date, Roxy apparently put a bell around Jeremy's arm so that whenever he'd try to like put his arm around Hannah, it would like jingle jangle and Roxy would put a stop to it. (laughs) So, I think that's the only thing that she really says. Like, and obviously she like sat with them instead of like a row behind or whatever. And I'm like, it it makes perfect sense for Hannah Montana, teen superstar, to need a bodyguard to go anywhere, much less on a date. Yeah. However, I do think because this is like the third time that there's been problems with Roxy kind of overstepping and going too far, mm-hmm. and. At this point, shouldn't Robbie Ray, who is the manager of this whole operation, be like, hey, Roxy, grown up to grown up, you can tone it down a little. Like, I mean, maybe he's on board with it. It Uh, seems like he probably is. Yeah. Although he's like very chill when Miley fires Roxy later. So that is true. Like for some, what are, as if Miley's the one paying for it, you know, (laughs) (laughs) signing the checks. I mean, it is her money. Yeah, but she's not signing the checks. <laughs> I assume. <laughs> she just has like a stamp with like the Hannah Montana logo on it and she stamps a check with it. <laughs> because then it turns into like, does she have to sign it as Hannah or Miley, you know? And that's probably too much legal work. Okay, no. See, this is what, when we were talking about the perfume commercial, it was the same sort of deal where it's like, they gave her a car. Whose name is the title of that car in? Does Hannah Montana have a fucking social security number? I will not rest until I have answers. I just like leave. She must have a bank account. Like, like oh, there God. must at least be like a burner bank account that's Hannah's or something. But like, how do they set it up if she doesn't have a social security number? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> That that is it. What's the word for you know fake social security number? Is that what's what's the name of that crime? Is that fraud? Identity theft? Yeah, is that fraud? Just like an entire. Did he just like pick a random string of numbers and hope it wasn't taken yet? Like Jesus Christ! (laughs) Oh no! Oh oh Jesus! It doesn't really matter, but it does matter to me. Well, it matters if they're all felons, you know? (laughs) (laughs) 
I, I do because because the thing is, financially speaking, the Hannah Montana complex could not work because they would then have to like go to the bank they are looking to open an account at and like pull them aside and be like, here's the deal. My daughter is a pop star who goes by a different name and we need an account that's in that name but it's really her. So we'll give you her information. It's just a different name. Like it wouldn't work. <laughs> I, you know, if they and then all those people would know the secret, like, are you having every person that works at this bank sign an NDA? Like it doesn't seem sustainable is what I'm saying. And just, you know, if they think that the paparazzi is bad now, when it gets out, if they committed like mass identity theft or like <laughs> full, like tax fraud for years, <laughs> if they think the paparazzi's mean now, <laughs> imagine. I mean, I, uh, is it fair to say that they actually did commit identity theft? I don't know. I We're think just speculating. The word is fraud. I would think just creating a fake person. You know, what's legal about that? <laughs> right. It seems like like you know when you saw. Um, like uh, how sometimes there will be like petitions that like shady people are like spreading around and you actually look at the people who have signed it and it's like Mickey Mouse, Donald Duck. <laughs> 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 they just like made up a person. Well, because what happens when, you know, the secret or like when Hannah Montana retires and then it's just Miley, do they just like, like, do they have to get, like, a death certificate? Do they kill Hannah? You know? <laughs> How do they close all that shit down? <laughs> uh, okay, so like, I think... Write a will? Like... <laughs> I think what's more likely <laughs> is they they hired a really, really, really expensive lawyer who keeps everything under, like, the tightest of lock and key. And that person handles everything (laughs) and like that person opens accounts for like miley stewart and robbie ray and oversees how much hannah money goes in and when and things like that and i i feel like it's got to be something like that where like they just put all of their faith in like one high-powered attorney (laughs) to like handle it yeah because otherwise, it's so complicated. <laughs> and I, I, I don't know. This is this is what I want to know, but I don't. I, I, it doesn't seem possible that they could. Like, but then I keep coming back to that fucking car. I keep coming back to it. I'm like, it doesn't seem possible that they would like tell all the people that Hannah deals with make this out to Hannah Montana or whatever like they they probably say make it out to like this LLC yeah that's like a like a holdings group but it's run by Robbie Ray and like maybe their their hypothetical attorney and uh then from there they can take stuff out of that or put it in the name of Miley or things like that so that way the people that they're dealing with don't know like Miley's name. They're just like, Oh, we just give it to like her like business name. And then the business takes it from there. That seems more likely, but I am still hung up on that car being gifted to this girl. 
Plus, that's so much more boring. Like, you're right that it's probably true, but, you know. <laughs> or it's major fraud, you know? <laughs> I would love for, like, an actual, like, celebrity attorney to, like, be a guest on the show and explain to me the logistics of how Hannah Montana would operate. Well, I just can't wait for Bree Samuels to blow this case out of the water, you know? like Seriously, where has she nothing. been? Yeah. Because <laughs> that's the thing. I mean, they bought that house. I guess we don't know. Like, like was Miley already Hannah when they bought that house? Because they could have bought that house and put it in the name of, like, the, the LLC or whatever. Because you can do that with buildings. You can purchase it, like, by way of that business. And then that way, somebody like Bree Samuels can't just look up Hannah Montana home address and it won't show up. Because it'll be like, oh, that belongs to HM Holdings LLC or whatever. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because it is outlandish that Bree Samuels was like, I heard Hannah Montana lives in this neighborhood and you just told me you're her and you live in this house and then just like walked away. Yeah. Like from the scoop of a lifetime. Maybe she's not as good as we think. I <laughs> Should we get back to the episode? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So Miley had just told her dad about what had happened at the movie theater. This is when Robbie Ray is like, guys are always being fake with girls to get what they want. And how do you know that that wasn't the case with this guy? I guess like it, cause the thing is she didn't really say anything about the boy, just that like he couldn't put moves on. Yeah. And I don't quite know how it led to Robbie Ray being like, well, boys are sneaky and weird and bad, but then Jackson enters and he's on the phone with a girl telling her that he's a professional motocross racer. <laughs> She's like, just come up with an easier lie. Right? Just like an easier to prove lie. <laughs> yeah, it could have been anything. It could have been any sport. <laughs> yeah. And like, we'll get into it. <laughs> it's such a dumb paper thin B plot. It's, it's, like it's not even a B plot. It's like a it's like a lowercase B dot dot dot. Like it's That's not a even lowercase A plot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a bullet point. <laughs> yeah. So Robbie Ray uses Jackson lying to this girl as proof that boys will like do anything. And I'm like, why don't you teach your son not to lie to girls? Yeah. <laughs> Why are you making it Miley's problem that boys do this and that, but you're not telling Jackson, hey, don't gaslight the girls you're trying to date? Because a man wrote the episode. Because <laughs> the patriarchy. <laughs> I am becoming more and more critical of Robbie Ray as time goes on. Yeah. I'm I'm not a fan of his parenting nope. choices. Nope. They're not okay. So then... We, like, immediately cut to Hannah's concert. And I was confused because this is apparently where the president is at. And I'm like, it looks like all of her other concerts. It looks like he just attended a Hannah Montana concert at, like, her same venue in L.A. that she always does it at. Her residency, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But she's doing Nobody's Perfect, and it's, like, the quintessential Nobody's Perfect 
You've all seen it. <laughs> it's that one. Everybody makes mistakes with the little hips and the... the yeah, and, and like her little coat and everything. So, so, yeah, I was confused because I was like, this is just her normal concert. Like, where? Like, why Why would this be such a big deal that like, oh, the president's going to be there? Like, you can't see him. You don't know where he is. <laughs> I just... It is funny to me to imagine the president and, like, his, like, eight-year-old daughter, like, just sitting on, like, the upper balcony, like, in, like, the fifth row, just being like, yeah, Hannah! (laughs) Just, like, in completely ordinary seats. (laughs) Not, like, in a box or anything. (laughs) They must have been, right? He must have been in a box. Yeah, or backstage or something. Yeah. But, like, backstage, that would I feel like... Watching it from back. That's, like, worse. Shitty C, yeah. (laughs) Especially because there's all these, like, like, panels and backdrops in Hannah Montana's set. Yeah. It's very (laughs) elaborate. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think you'd be able to see much of the actual action. But So after the concert, Hannah and Lola go backstage. The Secret Service guy is there. And in my notes, I'm like, I'm pretty sure he's a regular on Corey in the house. And then after the episode when I'm on IMDb, I'm like, geez, really? <laughs> um, so Lola <clears throat> is uh, wearing a red wig in her typical bob cut uh, with a red and white polka dot headband, white bobbled drop earrings, a red beaded necklace, a blue t-shirt that has like a fake collar and tie printed on it um, over a white lace long sleeve shirt. She has white suspenders on. They are uneven, by the way, I noticed. (laughs) A red and black plaid skirt, a studded white belt, and a multi-chain like drop belt, and what looked like one red fingerless glove. Uh, Hannah's just in her same outfit and the nobody's perfect outfit. (laughs) So she looks much more normal. It's like a new part of her. Like Hannah always has like a... Oh, you're talking about, sorry. I was talking about Lola. Yeah, well, it's it's funny because it's, at least in like the later seat sentence, it's something that Hannah adopts too. She has a lot yes. of fingerless glove action. Like just the one yes. becomes a yes. major she, part of her wardrobe. So, you know. She must have seen Lola doing it and been like, that's kind of tight. That was my point I was trying to get to. <laughs> Lola, the trendsetter, without us even knowing. I... I cannot believe that Lola is like an in-universe trendsetter. I refuse to believe that. She is by far the worst dressed character on this show. <laughs> so the president and his daughter Sophie enter. They the, the president is always just referred to as the president, including by the president himself. He's always like President Likey and stuff. It's it's not very good. I feel like his last name is like Martinez or something. It is Martinez, but I only know that from looking on the IMDb. <laughs> yeah. Who was president at this time? Was it Obama? Uh, I don't think yet. I think it was still George W. Bush. Good. <laughs> and, I don't know, it makes it funnier to me, but it does. No, but no, it it is very weird to think about this airing during the Bush era. <laughs> like, like, what a different time we were living in. Right? <laughs> um <laughs> So, uh, the president, his, like, thing, and it is such, such, such a major trope and such, like, a calling card of when this was made, that this is his thing, is that he, like, talks cool. (laughs) And he's like, the concert was off the hook, and Hannah is da bomb. (laughs) And he says, 
just because I live in the white hizzle doesn't mean he, I got no sizzle. And I, I was like, Jesus Christ. I almost texted you at that line. I was just going to say the white hizzle. <laughs> <laughs> it's the thing is, I don't think I found it funny then. And I definitely don't find it funny now. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, was like, who is this joke for? It's, you know how Disney Channel is always like, parents are stupid and always try to, are always embarrassing. And, you know. Grownups are never cool. They try so hard. Even when they're the president. Yeah. Robbie Ray's mustache in this scene has never looked faker. (laughs) You can even see him at one point, like, like pressing it down with his hand like he thinks it's gonna come off like i saw him do it i fully clocked it (laughs) oh my god i can always count on disney channel for like i don't know who the edit the editing team was around this era but you can always catch the extras or the people who are not the focus of the scene doing insane shit (laughs) yeah (laughs) just they're just fucking around when they think the camera's not on them. Yeah. <laughs> and the camera's always on them. But no yeah, because it's single camera. <laughs> oh, no, wait, no it's multi-camera. <laughs> no one's ever, like, you know, like, maybe we should reshoot that because <laughs> there's a distracting thing in the back. Also, they're filming it live. Oh, like, <laughs> like, there's an audience watching you during yeah. this take. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> In any case, it, it has never looked faker. If you if you decide to watch this episode, keep an eye out during this scene, Robbie Ray's mustache. It is really not good. Then I wrote in my notes that the president referred to himself in the third person as president, which I already said. Not even the president. He just calls himself president. Yeah, president like. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there's like a big, for some reason, the, like, the only food in this like after party space is sushi and uh lily like immediately eats some the president goes to eat some and roxy dives between the president and a piece of sushi because her she could tell that it smelled like it had gone bad and lola ate some and then she like leaves the room to puke at least i think that's what it was i don't think she was leaving the room to shit (laughs) no she was like it's coming back upstream yeah (laughs) Salmon swimming so, upstream. Oh, yeah, that's right. You're right. You're right. Um, the president is very impressed by this move on Roxy's part. And he's like, wow, you should work for me. We could use a nose like that on the team. And Hannah's like, yeah, girl, do it. I want to go on dates. <laughs> but also, like, if fish has gone bad, you're you all should be able know. to tell yourself. Yeah. Like, that's, that's kind of on you. Lola should have been able to tell when she put it in her mouth, if it was expired, you know? <laughs> yeah, I, th- I feel like she would have noticed, like, the second it touched her tongue yeah. that it tasted. Like, not, like, like rotten fish. Not fresh sushi. You can tell when that's just bad. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to know who was responsible for putting, like, day-old sitting-out sushi backstage for the president of the country to eat. Much yeah. less the star of your arena concert. Like, that person should be fired. (laughs) I'm going to say it. I suspect foul play. (laughs) You think think Miley planted it? No, I don't think Miley planted it. But I think whoever, someone on craft service. Do you think it was an assassination attempt on the president? (laughs) Do you think it was a conspiracy? Yes. (laughs) Like, 
how dumb do you have to be? You have so many influential people in one room. You know, that's that's someone who knew who understood the assignment. You know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we don't we don't know jack shit about this president's policies or his views on things. He is, and I actually wrote in, in my notes, he's the most generic man you've ever seen. Yeah, he is a blank canvas of a person. Like we don't know. All we know is that Raven's family works for him and he has a young daughter who likes Hannah Montana. That's all we know. Okay. He also has a dog who is unhappy. That's all we know about him. (laughs) So this president, he could be really bad. And maybe somebody on the craft services team was like, I'm going to give that guy a piece of my mind. I'm going to make him sick as hell. Yep. I'm going to serve him rotten fish. You know what? I believe that. I think that's yep. what happened. <laughs> I think that is kind of the only way that could have happened. Right? There's no way that somebody just left sushi there and was like, okay, we're good for tomorrow. And just like went home. Yeah. You know, there's you're right. Somebody was trying to fuck with the president. Yeah. <laughs> or Hannah made a very big enemy. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like... Um, I I just don't believe that Miley's good enough at keeping secrets to be able to pull that off from us, you know, without us knowing. Um, <laughs> um, so I I don't think it was Miley that planted it. Um, no, I don't I don't think yeah. she planted it. I think maybe so. Either somebody hates the president, or somebody on the team hates Miley. Yeah, and wanted to fuck with her and like get her in big trouble or something. Yeah. Maybe it was Jeremy. <laughs> I had the thought. I was like, maybe Jeremy really hated the date. <laughs> in any case, I'm I'm very glad that we discussed that. I I feel like I'm I feel at peace with what we have landed on there. <laughs> so the next scene we get is Miley continuing to try and convince Roxy to go work at the White House, which not only would be a very different job from what she has now, but it would be asking her to uproot her entire life and move to the opposite side of the country. Yeah. Like, that's kind of a big thing to push her into. Like, set aside who she is as your bodyguard, she is like a family member to Miley. She is like her aunt, kind of. And, like, you are telling a member, it's like a person that you care about, Hey, leave behind your entire life here. And I think also her family lives there. I just moved to DC because I don't want you tagging along yeah. on my dates anymore. Like, that's so selfish. Yeah. Especially because, like, I mean, Roxy takes the job after one fight, you know? So Roxy's yeah. like, All right, if you want me to do it, guess it's happening. I uh, guess we're leaving tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, the thing is, is that... The president is, I guess, staying in L.A. for, like, a few days because they end up, like, trying to go get Roxy back, but it's just, like, at a hotel in L.A. And so I guess she, like, hadn't moved yet. (laughs) Yeah, but it does, like, immediately she begins her employment, you know? Like, she's immediately working for him, like, an hour later. 
I would think that there's some sort of training program you're required to complete if you're joining the personal security detail for the president. Yeah, uh, I would think like background checks need to happen. You probably have to go through like at least a week's worth of training, right? Like there must be like a program in place that like new members of the president's team have to do. Yeah. Like if I had to do two weeks of training to be a fucking virtual receptionist, like I would think... (laughs) Somebody guarding the life of the president would have yeah. to undergo more training. <laughs> well, <Right? laughs> maybe she's just so impressive, you know? I guess. I mean, she is like a puma. Black puma. <laughs> somebody, somebody that's listening to this, please, please make fan art of Roxy in the Black Panther universe. Please. I, I will pay you. I will pay you like 20 bucks. <laughs> I, I want this so bad. She she would be so great. Um, that's we should start bucks. a fan campaign for her to join the MCU. Look, that's forty bucks I'm willing to spend on the the trailer, the fan edit trailer, and <laughs> on a piece of fan art. Yeah. Please, um, so send me your demo. You know, yeah. So before Roxy actually leaves. Miley's trying to convince her to go. Jackson, like, enters and then leaves the house in a motocross outfit that is, like, clearly not broken in because it is, like, making so much noise and it's such stiff leather that, like, he can't really walk. (laughs) And he's like, I'm going to see Julie. I'm going to tell her I got fourth place in my motocross event. And I'm like, just pick an easier lie. If you're going to lie to her, at least make it something believable. Like, yeah. Like, it's on him for shooting too far, you know? <laughs> yeah. And it bites him in the ass later, right? When Julie, whoever, is like, I want to see your bike. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so then Roxy brings up with Miley that, like, they've been together since, like, the very beginning, basically, of, like, the Hannah thing. And we get a flashback of when Roxy and Miley met. It was at a store called Wig City, Roxy appears to be, like, the security for this store. She's, like, wearing, like, a mall cop outfit. <laughs> it shows Miley trying on various different wigs, all of which clearly just from her looking at them on a mannequin, she had to have known wouldn't have looked good. Because, yeah. like, she she gets, like, a wig that, like, has dreads. And, like, Robbie Ray picks up, like, a blonde afro wig. Like, like none of that is going to work for your persona. You must know this. Yeah. <laughs> But apparently, Roxy was like, I've got the wig for you. And it's like the actual Hannah wig. There are a few levels of continuity errors here. (laughs) Number one, I believe Aunt Dolly said that it was her wig that was the Hannah wig. That's right. It was like one of her wigs. And then they like made more based off of that one. And then the other thing is in the pilot of this episode, Hannah's wig is very different than the one that she wears in all the other episodes. So I guess we could say, I mean, because Roxy's not in the first few episodes. So maybe they had gotten that wig that's in the pilot. And then they were like, maybe we should see if there's a better one. Yeah. And then they go to the store and Roxy's like, you want this one. Yeah. However... Why would Miley then be trying on wigs that are so drastically different 
than the wig that she already had when she'd already made a music video and had a live album with that other wig. Maybe it didn't test well with the focus groups, you know? Maybe the the, the I, focus groups that like Robbie Ray held to be like, do you believe this girl is a pop star? Yeah, maybe they were like, we like her music, but her wig's so fucking distracting. <laughs> but if it can, too, she get new hair. <laughs> if it's too drastically different, it won't be the same. So we request one that is similar. <laughs> but flat. I don't think any of this works. <laughs> Later. <laughs> and I mean, what it is is that it's a continuity error, and that's fine. And. At the same time, I'm like, I must come up with a plausible answer for every question the HMU gives me. That's my job. And I don't think I have one in this case. <laughs> You're just a real Bray Samuels over here. <laughs> I am. <laughs> the alt title for this podcast is like, Finding Hannah. <laughs> Uncovering the truth. I We can move on from that. The point is that... <laughs> The point is that uh, Roxy's like, we're family. Why are you trying to push me out? And then Roxy figures out that Miley just wants to, like, for her to leave her alone because she's always getting into, like, her personal life. And they have a little bit of a fight. And I was like, the thing is that they're both right. Like, they're both definitely right. I mean, Roxy doesn't need to be so severe. But... There's, like, no world where Miley just, like, shouldn't have a bodyguard when she's doing stuff. It's just irresponsible. (laughs) Yeah. Here in my notes is when I wrote, Jeremy is going to turn out to be creepy, isn't he? No, I was wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we never hear from Jeremy again. (laughs) No, he's not in any of the rest of this episode. He's not in any future episodes. Although I think... Yeah, he was on three episodes of Wizards of Waverly Place. Really? I don't remember yeah. him at all. He was in the first season. That's what I got. <laughs> Good for him. Yeah. So then Robbie Ray and Hannah are conducting interviews for new bodyguards. <sighs> the first guy <laughs> is really intense. His name is the Annihilator. He kind of looks like if Penn Jillette from Penn and Teller, like, took, like, a fuckload of steroids, that's kind of what he looks yeah, like. Yeah, he's very, like, Hulk Hogan. Yeah, yeah. yeah is the archetype. There's a really creepy effect where his head morphs into Roxy's head, but, like, it's still his body. It's no good. I did not like it. No, I did not care for it at all. <laughs> it was very scary. And they do it, like, three more times. Not a fan. Um, is that, that's not the first time we've seen that effect in this series, is it? Have we seen it before or am I thinking of something else? Where else do you think we've seen it? I don't know. I'm trying to. I don't think so. Okay. Maybe I'm thinking of something else. I mean, there are lots of like flashbacks and like dream sequences and stuff on this show where things get weird. I wouldn't say that this specific effect has happened before. I think it's something. I could be wrong. Disney Channel does a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is why I just feel so familiar to me. Uh, but <laughs> we I, might do it yep. again in future episodes. I hate it every time is the is the moral. <laughs> it was not it was not good. I did yeah. not care for it. Um the next guy that they interview was my favorite like, one. Oh boy. <laughs> I'll give him this. He had the best lines out of any of the bodyguards. 
he said there's a lot of there's a lot of bad hombres out there looking to pump up the party <laughs> you got nerve yeah. well do you punk do you <laughs> And when Miley's just, or when Hannah is like, thank you, Mr. Mysterious Stranger. <laughs> and I was like, I, I want them to hire this one. I no, I liked him. <laughs> he, he researched the client and tailored his pitch to her. I was like, I would watch the show where he is the bodyguard. <laughs> yeah, me too. I thought he was pretty good. But so the next guy is like Tony Soprano. He's like a very tall Danny DeVito. I didn't write down any of what he said. I was like, it's what you'd expect. It's just him being like an Italian mobster guy. I think he says at one point, you'll be sleeping with the fishes. Like, I think he says that, but you know, like it's that sort of thing. So apparently they saw over 30 bodyguards that day. And I'm like, really? There's not a single just normal bodyguard in LA where bodyguards are like a whole industry unto themselves because everybody in LA needs a bodyguard. It makes you wonder what the ad for that job opening was like. Right? Like, like why did not a single normcore bodyguard arrive to LA? Why was it all like a high concept bodyguard who's like low key? also an actor like I don't know it's <laughs> I'm like it's it's LA you can find one normal bodyguard anyway <laughs> they're like we we didn't find anyone we liked because the one we needed is already gone and it's like guys come on <laughs> we get one last little bit of Jackson here he's on the beach in like his big leather jumpsuit and Julie's there. She's like two feet taller than him, by the we way. We did block that. <laughs> She's like a full child's height taller than him. Like it's it's startling. I'm it's like, Jackson, you're you're literally aiming too high. Like find someone <laughs> in your own league for once. Please. Yeah, she was definitely way out of his league for sure. Yeah, she leaves. I, I didn't write down the specifics of this because I was like, I just don't care. Um but so she leaves and Rico's there and he tells Jackson that he's pathetic. And that's like the end of it. That's like all we see. Yeah. That's all you need to know, really. Yep. I mean, they could have made the moral there be lying to girls never pays off and you shouldn't do it. But they were like, no. Yeah, they just could not commit. They couldn't like steal the deal, you know? That's been my problem with a lot of recent episodes. It's like, I feel like... With just one pass of rewrites, this could have been a solid episode. But instead, they just, like, didn't, like, they didn't close up what they were doing. And therefore, it's just kind of filler. Yeah. I feel like that's the case with a lot of these. Where, like, if you had cut one inconsequential scene at the beginning and added a scene of resolution at the end, it could have been solid and it could have, like, actually had a message. Yep. But they just don't do that. <laughs> that is a common theme with a lot of the shows that were happening around this time. That was a common <laughs> note I had for most episodes of Wizards of Waverly Place. It was like, yeah, you were almost. I feel there. like I could keep like eighty percent of the material in a given episode of Hannah Montana and rewrite the rest 
and like make a better show. Yeah. Like I could do it, me personally. Yeah, like it's, it wouldn't be hard. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, the next scene we get, it's unclear to me if this was like a planned thing on like Hannah's schedule or if they just decided to do it to get Roxy. But Hannah and Lola have are like having like a meetup with the first daughter, Sophie, at like the hotel that the president is staying at. And they're doing it to get Roxy back. But I'm like, did they just call the hotel and were like, can we speak to the president and ask if his daughter wants to hang out? Like, like it feels like it must have already been planned for them. See, I mean, I can't think of any specific evidence now to point toward it. But I did get the vibe that this was like an out of the blue. Like, let's just see if she wants to hang out just real quick so we can get Roxy back. It felt a little impromptu. I guess, but, like, Sophie arrives in a full Hannah Montana outfit, like, wig and all. You know, I admire her ability to quick change, you know? (laughs) I guess being the daughter of, like, the most powerful person on Earth, like, has its privileges. (laughs) It's likely that she might have already had that with her anyway. Maybe she wore that to the concert and then changed before she actually met Hannah, you know? Like, it wouldn't surprise me if she already had all of those things in her wardrobe. Yeah, I will say she does look very cute as tiny Hannah Montana. (laughs) So in this scene, Lola is again wearing the same red wig, this time with a black and white polka dot headband, uh, a different chunky red beaded necklace, (laughs) black heart dangly earrings, a short white sleeve or a short sleeve white and black polka dot blouse under a black and white striped tube top with a red and white polka dot belt and also some like studded and like chained black belts. Um, it looks like she's wearing a black skirt with white leggings and like huge black goth boots. Uh, also, she has like six very thick bangles on each arm and again, one fingerless glove. You know, I found it to be one of her less offensive outfits. Yes. I mean, it was. Still just a clash of patterns, but it was less offensive than certainly other ones she's worn. It was like, dare I say, almost cute. Like almost. It was it was in the right direction. The color palette was better than I've seen. Yes. Yes. So I'll yeah, I'll give her this. Lola's color palettes lately have been a lot easier to digest than previous ones she's been pairing it with neutrals she got like a black and white and then like a a couple pops of color that's yes (laughs) i don't know about you know stripes and polka dots and like four different kinds of polka dots on at once well baby but she's learning she's getting there (laughs) so and then hannah's wearing like a very normal outfit She's wearing like a silver top, silver scarf, jeans, and like a, 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 I thought a pretty cute blue jacket. Yeah. I would wear it. Yeah, I agree. And I'd wear that like now. I can't yeah. say that about most things that she wears. Like a lot of it, sure, I'd wear back in the day. I'd actually wear that jacket now. I thought it was cute. So I guess the Secret Service agent has like orders that like Hannah can't leave the room. <laughs> Therefore, yeah. she can't go find Roxy. I didn't love that. <laughs> Yeah, so, and the bodyguard also mentions that they're going to make a moose tomorrow. And I was like, wow, what a shout out. Yeah. <laughs> to everyone's favorite episode, Bad Moose Rising. What a callback. <laughs> yeah. So, 
the plan that they create is that Miley and Lily will swap outfits and Miley dressed as Lola will leave to go find Roxy. What they should have done so obviously is just send Lily in her same clothes out to go find Roxy and say, hey, Miley needs to talk to you. It's an emergency. Like, that's what should have happened. But instead, they swap outfits and Lily then has to pretend to be Hannah Montana, which just doesn't make sense. It, You know what? Sure, Sophie's like eight. So, like, she probably wouldn't figure it out. However... If you know that that's not Hannah Montana, but it's somebody dressed exactly like her with the same hair, and the actual Hannah Montana is, like, running around dressed as somebody else, wouldn't you then start to be like, so your hair's a wig? That's what you're saying? Is that you wear a wig? And it's a slippery slope from there. Well, especially because, I mean, it would have been one thing if she had not just met her face-to-face 24 hours prior. Yes, But, like, if I were to meet, you know, my pop idol 24 hours ago, and then I saw, you know, this imposter, I'd be like, obviously, we're not the same. (laughs) Yeah, and Sophie's solution is to be like, you're not Hannah Montana, but I'm going to teach you how to be Hannah Montana. Like, I'm going to teach you the moves to Nobody's Perfect. What's all things considered is pretty cool, you know? (laughs) She handled that pretty chill. (laughs) Yeah, but, like, if I were her... I'd be like, and keeping in mind again that she's the president's daughter and like a like generally day to day at risk of like being kidnapped and held for ransom or whatever or being killed or something. Wouldn't you be like, there's a stranger in my hotel room? Wouldn't the Secret Service agent be concerned that somebody pretending to be somebody else is wanting to hang out with the president's daughter? This is a bad Secret Service agent in this case because he's like, Nothing to see here. I'm just playing along. Yeah, well, I guess they need Roxy. That <laughs> <laughs> is on the outs. <laughs> yeah, so Miley dressed as Lola, like, is in a different room of the hotel now looking for Roxy. The president enters, and this comes back to what you were just saying. The president and the daughter met these two girls 24 hours ago, if not less, right? Yeah. And the president assumes that this girl dressed exactly like this girl he met yesterday with the same exact hair. He's like, oh, you're this dog whisperer I hired. He doesn't think, hey, you're that girl I met yesterday. You're with Hannah Montana. Yeah, you're the weird girl that threw up from the sushi. That (laughs) That was a very memorable thing. Wouldn't he be like, hey, how are you feeling? Is your stomach settled down after the food poisoning? Yeah. (laughs) (sighs) well i guess he's a busy man with a lot on his mind so i i struggle with this (laughs) (laughs) but setting it all aside uh he has called a dog whisperer because his like basset hound and i don't remember the hound's name humphrey humphrey very cute so the dog is like sad And he's like, if you can fix my dog, you can ride on Air Force One. And I'm like, no, she can't. (laughs) She she is not a government official. What the fuck? Um, (laughs) 
<laughs> you're bribing people with rides on Air Force One. That seems illegal, but whatever. Um, I, I don't know. Maybe it's totally fine and normal. Maybe presidents invite their friends on Air Force One all the time. But there's here in my notes, I wrote something unrelated to the scene. There are, like, on this set of this hotel room, there are in multiple corners of the room these, like, giant, like, towers of fruit. Did you notice those? I did not notice that. <laughs> okay, it's like, it's like, um, you know those, like, towers of, like, cream puffs that they have at, like, events? Yeah. Where it's, like, it's kind of like a pyramid, but it's, like, more of, like, a point. And they're, like, all completely stuck together. It's not like they're on separate plates or anything. They're, like, all stuck together. It was, like, that, but it was, like... A, a bottom layer of apples and then a layer of lemons and then like a layer of oranges and like they had like leaves on them it was very odd was it like fruit that you would eat or just like like a decorative piece was it fake fruit? i don't know because i could see it being like a like a bizarre decoration if it was fake fruit but if it was like craft services that's weird well that's the thing it was never addressed so i don't know <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I thought I thought it was an odd way to dress a hotel room. But so Miley as this pretending to be the dog whisperer, which like why she doesn't just say you have the wrong person I is like beyond me. Like it's not like she would get in trouble if she was like, actually, I'm not the dog whisperer. I'm here with Hannah Montana. I'm looking for her former bodyguard and family friend. Like I feel like that's less weird than yeah. impersonating a dog whisperer. But this is a Disney Channel show, so... Nobody thinks clearly. <laughs> True. But so Miley claims that the dog is upset because he doesn't like his food. The president calls room service and orders food that would never at any hotel be available to have sent up. Nope. I guess when you're the president, they called someone else to bring it in, but I don't know where they would have gotten this stuff on such short notice. It's like, it's like a giant bowl full of liver. There's a giant bowl. The only thing I actually wrote down that was in this was that there's a bowl of cat brains fricassee. Yeah. Which, what? (laughs) (laughs) Who who was chopping off cat's heads, scooping out their brains, cooking it, and then serving it to dogs? Who in the LA area is doing that? It sounds illegal. I'm I'm sure there's a market for that. I'm sure there's some sort of like like boutique, like dog treat place i don't know man i mean there's there's definitely lots of weird things that dogs can eat my dog recently got some like dried pig lung nice but like but like that's from like a farm animal a cat is a household animal in this country yeah that's there's some questionable ethics there (laughs) cat brain fricassee i i i couldn't get over it i was like what on earth who what (laughs) I've also never heard of fricassee as a dish. I think it's like a way of preparing something. I think it's kind of, uh, don't quote me on this. I could be wrong. I should have like Googled it. I didn't know how to spell it. I, I My word says I spelled it wrong, which like, yeah, duh. But it, it, it just etymologically, it reminds me of like julienne, you know, where like you, you cut it in like a certain way. It makes me think that it's like that. Yeah. Oh, I just Googled it. So fricassee, spelled F-R-I-C-A-S-S-E-E. 
Um, it's a stew made with pieces of meats that have been browned in butter that are served in a sauce flavored with the cooking stock. So that sounds bad for dogs. Butter. What would the stock be made out of if it's cat, cat brain. brain fricassee? Cat stock? Yep. <laughs> so you take the bones of cats and turn it into a broth? What the fuck? <laughs> no! Oh, Jesus. Oh, who would have thought that this would have turned into like a PETA nightmare? <laughs> this is definitely the grossest thing I've like ever heard of like on a television show. Like, like I've like, oh, God. And I, you, you just know that like in the writer's room, it was just like a one-off. Like, you know that they weren't thinking about it. Here's the thing. The president forces Miley to eat this food. That's so he forced this teen girl, this child, to eat cat brains cooked in cat stock. But at least it's in a brown buttercream sauce. That would, that would I, I think that would legitimately make her ill. I think she would need to be hospitalized. <laughs> there is no way her little body or any human body would react well to eating cat brains. There's just no way. (laughs) There's no way. (laughs) Robbie Ray should sue this president for like forcing his daughter to eat something that could kill her. Jesus. Yeah, there's a lot of people that should be sued in order to get to that point. (laughs) I, this is the most upset I've been. I am not okay with this. Um, That's the conspiracy. <laughs> maybe maybe the president's like, that's for trying to feed me rotten fish. <laughs> maybe he knew the whole time it was Hannah Montana. And oh, he's like, God. this is for trying to fuck with me. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, yeah. This is a no from me, dog. <laughs> I... I also can't believe so Miley Miley ate like a decent amount of like all of these nasty things that like would make her body explode. It would make her body like cave in on itself and like it would not be good. Um she ate a lot of it and she didn't so much as complain. She yeah, like like took it like a champ, really. She has endured so much less bad things that she has bitched and whined about incessantly and with this she was like i guess i have to and just like dug into the cat brains (laughs) and i guess that's why roxy's so touched because so she she's doing all this and then roxy enters to tell the president that the actual dog whisperer has arrived and miley and roxy have like a conversation through like the metaphor of what this dog thinks about maybe the dog misses somebody and maybe the the person that the dog is missing was just looking out for them or whatever. Like, it's you don't need to know it. The point is they, like, finally actually sat down and talked. Yeah. But Roxy was, like, very touched that Miley would, like, eat all that dog food for her. And, like, yeah, because it's an insane thing to do. Like, yeah. I... And the fact that Miley didn't complain about it, this might be the most she has ever been motivated in her life, that she was willing to do all of that without so much as, like, 
a single complaint or yell or sweet niblets. Like, not a single sweet niblet. <laughs> no, the only sweet niblets was from Roxy in, like, I think this scene. <laughs> um, I, I mean, like, yeah, that kind of says a lot about how much Roxy means to her. And at the same time, I'm just still so worried about this girl. <laughs> well, I mean... This is not important at all. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, like, at least I know there was, like, like the ox tongue stew, which, like, I know is a thing. Like, people eat that. Well, ox tail is a thing. I don't know about ox tongue. But I, I have to assume it would also be a thing. When it's just, like, a proteinaceous meat, you know? Yeah. You know, it sounds gross. It probably is just, like, meat, you know? And, like, people do eat liver. Yeah. The However... Way- is troubling but cat brains it might just be like the concept as opposed to like maybe the flavor is like maybe it's just not very strong maybe the texture is fine once it's covered in butter i don't know uh but it's not important (laughs) i mean i've eaten not the most outlandish things but i'm i'm generally kind of down to try most foods if i know that it's going to be prepared well and like i don't have to worry about it like tasting bad so like i've i've had like sweet breads and I've had, like, birds that, like, aren't as normal. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, I don't know, man. If I saw cat brains, I'd be like, nah, not for me. Plus, like, I guess texture is a factor, too. Um, I am someone who, like, texture of foods does not bother me. Like, I can handle a lot. I know that really trips people out, but it tends to be something that does not bother me. Um, I can the texture of cat brain being troubling. Uh, yeah, I mean, I uh, texture isn't like the end all be all for me, but like my least favorite food is like beans, and it is a texture thing for me there. Yeah. Like, just the thought of the texture of like baked beans makes me want to gag. <laughs> so, like, I I am curious, not enough to do further research, but I am like, what. What is the texture of cat brain? Like, yeah. what would it? What could it possibly taste like? Like, and I feel like people people like to use the word gamey for meats that like are less traditional. But if it's from a cat, that like goes beyond what gamey can cover, right? Like, that's got to just be disturbing. Yeah, I mean, I've never had brains. Um, I guess me neither. That is worrying. Is that what if it's like mushy or like a ground? beef like sort of texture like mm. I don't know if it's, like something you cut into or if it's like like disintegrates um my my point being that like at least in terms of Miley um we know that she has when just when presented with raspberries she lost her shit yeah boom episode so if raspberries are a no-go my guess is that brains are probably also no-go <laughs> <laughs> You know, I um when I was in middle school, one of my classmates' dads brought in some brains. And I think they were sheep brains. And I when I tell you the smell was still with me like three days later, it it was. So, that's my- <laughs> I, I just have to imagine that it doesn't smell very good. <laughs> So the difference there, because I was a psych major, so I've like dissected eyeballs yeah. and brains and hearts and stuff. It's preserved so weird. 
So like it's like in formaldehyde and all sorts of like right. The chemical things. is probably bad. Yeah. And I assume the texture is different too because you have to be able to like slice into it and it won't like fall apart. Um, so my guess is that it's wildly different from that. Um, I can see your face right now <laughs> thinking about it. No, you know what I'm thinking about? I'm thinking about all the people who are going to listen to this episode and be like, man, I did not sign up to hear them talk about eating cat brains for 20 minutes. <laughs> and it, like, just the fact that I'm trying to advocate for it, too. <laughs> and I'm on the side of like, it's probably not bad. <laughs> I mean, and then, I mean, I'm also now, because you looked up what fricassee is, I'm now hung up on making your own cat stock, which, uh, God. The technical um, message for me is that if I were presented with the opportunity, I would not take it. I would be like, well, thank you. <laughs> as much as I'm advocating for trying it, I personally would not try it. <laughs> no, are you kidding me? No, it would... Like I said, I I don't think our bodies would know what to do (laughs) with that food in our system. I think they would freak out and it would be bad news. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, okay. What's your favorite episode of Pumping Off the Podcast? The one where they talked about how to make cat brain fricassee for a long time (laughs) and what texture it might be. Um, (laughs) Hmm. The thing is, we're, like, pretty much at the end of the episode. Um, (laughs) Roxy agrees to come back as Hannah's bodyguard, and she says that she'll make herself scarce on dates. And I'm like, cool. Could have just had this conversation 20 minutes ago. (laughs) But fine. 24 hours ago. (laughs) Yeah. Miley gets all the way back to her house before realizing that she left Lily as Hannah Montana at the hotel, trapped in that room with Sophie and the Secret Service agent. And then the bumper is, like, Sophie forcing Lily to learn the choreography for Nobody's Perfect while, like, the agent and, like, her dolls watch. (laughs) I'm like, how are they getting Lily out of there? Yeah, I don't know how they're going to explain that. Yeah, because how, how that's 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 just it. How are they going to explain it? <laughs> I think we just have to assume that like Lily's still there. She's probably still there today. <laughs> to this day. <laughs> Sophie's like 21 and Lily's like, please, please let me out. <laughs> the only other note that I had from my IMDb digging is that the guy who plays the president was on a single episode of Monk and that's all that I care about. So (laughs) there you go. Uh, Anything we didn't touch on that you'd like to address? Um, This is just, just, just wishful thinking. Um, I'm trying to remember what I know about Corey in the house and Sophie's role on Corey in the house. I want to say that she was like a fun, a fun prankster, right? Does that seem like it checks out? Was she like a pranky kind of girl? I I think she falls into like the Disney trope of like young girl that's like demanding and uh, like always trying to get in your business. If that makes sense. I think I would have enjoyed a scene where maybe she and Rico met and like became. Ooh. I could see that. Um, Rico's a little gross, so, like, if we can yeah. put out, like, 
him being like, you know, sexual because he is too much of that. I think that they could either be really good friends or like in a couple of years they could date. And I think that'd be cute too. I think they'd be good for each other. I think they would <laughs> sort of like vibe well. Um, but I, I would have both mischievous. We'll yeah. say that. Mischievous. Um, I think I would have enjoyed just a little scene where they briefly met, you know? I think that they would have got along good. I think they could have- Yeah, really- Rico had a single line in this episode. That's it. I think that they could have together ruined Jackson's life. And I think that would have- <laughs> <laughs> That's a fair point. Why didn't Jackson want to meet the president? Right? <laughs> Maybe Jackson is like, actually, I'm protesting this president. He doesn't agree with my values. Well, Jackson wasn't really really on board with meeting the queen either, right? He was probably like, I don't care. I'm not Hannah Montana. I feel like he'd be more into meeting the president than the queen. Because, like, the president's, like, a powerful man. He doesn't strike me as someone who's, like, politically engaged, though. You know? Probably not to be engaged. I don't know. (laughs) Aren't, like, all kids kind of into the concept of being president? because <laughs> like school spends so much time focused on what the president is and what he does that's true that's true i'm sorry that my dog is working he'll be fine that's okay <laughs> anything else any other final thoughts no i think i'm done <laughs> yeah this is gonna be a long one and at what cost you know <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, man. Okay. Uh, Alana, want to tell people where they can find you? Yeah. Well, first of all, I'm sorry for what I presented in this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Across the board, I'm sorry. (laughs) I put you all through that. Um, But yeah, I am very existent on the internet. You can find me on all social media at Alana Fine Woman, particularly TikTok, but like the big Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, that sort of business. Um, I also have a couple of my own podcasts. I have TV, TV, throwback television, which is on a quick hiatus right now, where we take your favorite early 2000s tween sitcoms and we break them down, much like pumping up the pod. And then I also have It's Broadway Bitch, where my friend Christina, who hates musicals, uh, sits down and lets me force her to watch one. And then we talk about it. You can find both of those wherever you find your podcasts. So Spotify, Apple Podcasts, the big stuff. That's where I am. Great. Well, thank you again for being on this week's episode. Yeah, I always have fun. You know, it's always <laughs> the time here. <laughs> well, and also thank you so much to all of you for tuning into today's episode of Pumping Up the Podcast. I hope you'll join me next week uh, for season two, episode nine of Hannah Montana, Achy Jakey Heart, part one. Oh, shit. We're there. We're doing it. It's happening. (laughs) I don't know how it's going to be yet. I have not finished planning it. But (laughs) by the time this is out, it will be done. (laughs) So Amazing. I'll listen. Well, yeah. Thank you. (laughs) So that's that's next week. Same time as always. In the meantime, if you want to find us online, we're on Twitter at Pumping Up the Pod, Instagram at Pumping Up the Podcast. I'm on Twitter at Lovely Lisey, Instagram at Actor Elise. And uh, yeah, hope you join us next week. Until next time, keep on pumping up the party.